Hello, everybody, and welcome to this second stop on our tour of Italy. And uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of stage fright, guys. Ooh, Ooh creepy, Ooh, scary. Been thinking, was thinking of that all day today. <laughs> this is uh, now now it's now it's gonna be. Did did I screw up what Jason told me how to pronounce his name? It's Michaela Soavi, sometimes known as Michael. Um, we've we've had a uh, uh, a movie that not only was made by. Michaela Suavi, <laughs> but also starred some of the people in this too. And that was uh, Cemetery Man back uh, way back, some, somewhere in the 70s, I believe, was when that one was uh, our episode number, not, not the decade. Because anyway, oh, yeah. we're off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> um, At first, I thought this was, this was Mi- Michaela Bianchi, but no, it's Suavi. Well, who's Bianchi? The dude who made Burial Ground. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> well, we had that too. Um, on our uh, first trip. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, so anyway, so this is um, this is a little bit less the your classic uh, uh, giallo, like last week and next week. Yeah, this is a little bit more slasher like straight slasher influence in fact oh, i have not michaela it's andrea i'm sorry oh. just in case somebody tries to to see i'm gonna i have stage fright I'm you're gonna get corrected now. you're gonna get corrected <laughs> real hard on the internet someone's gonna hate on you and I, call I you a fright. bad name i know yeah. i'm gonna i know that guy i know our biggest fan on don't give him any airtime go ahead <laughs> Well, he could be an actual fan, though. Anyway, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, he just is very, very, very um, commenty. Anyway, um, so yeah, so this is uh, 1987. Um, Suavi uh, had been an actor. He had he had done some assistant directing work. Um, he was uh, an assistant director on several Lucio Fulci films, um, which is awesome. Jason can't wait until we come around to Lucio Fulci month at some point. I'm sure. Oh God. Be doing that. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. It's kind of funny. Everybody here's some behind the scenes stuff here. Um, so we told Chuck, Hey, you will curate the, uh, the, the trip to Italy too, because he'd been wanting it. He was so excited because um, I would argue it was that very magical first trip to Italy that, that Chuck, said like hey i kind of want to do this all the time now (laughs) and we're like you know what we shared in that magic yes um but then um i was like hey uh, what do you think of of stage fright and then and then jason was like whatever fine i get i get veto power so chuck (laughs) chose none of these movies ultimately no (laughs) no you also gave me the shortest shortest month possible (laughs) Four films. Um, Jason gave up his veto power originally because he wanted a movie and veto power. No, 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 no. That's definitely what it sounded like. It's funny. It's just just a funny thing. But yeah, we are doing one of Jason's and one more of mine. And this obviously Jeff is. Yeah. So this is uh, I feel like Raiders of Atlantis is our last one. And that that was that was a joint pick. Sure. Sure. I'll allow that. I definitely Maybe. wanted to do it too. 
I, may, I, I, I suppose. Um, but anyway, uh, was this the first time watch for, for the two of you? Yes. Yes. Okay. I've seen this movie several times. Um, but anyway, back to what I was saying about Suave. He, he was an actor and an assistant director for a little while. Um, before he actually became a director, uh, the first thing he ever directed was a documentary about Dario Argento. Uh, then he did a short film and then he did this movie. However, um, he is extremely connected to the demons movies of the mid eighties. Um, for, for, for imagining you were going to say the mafia there, like totally thought you were going to say he was connected to the mafia. Well, that's racist against the Italians, <laughs> against the Italians. Um, just, well, you got you, you, to put out there. You're going to say very, that all he does well is connected uh, to the demons movies <laughs> this movie this episode sucks already um anyway <laughs> um anyway go back to eating your spaghetti at this olive garden we found in in italy hey uh, <laughs> we're because we're family anyway um so after uh yeah so like he he was actually in the first demons movie he was the guy who wore that half mask handing out tickets to the movie that was possessed by demons um, okay. he's also in this movie as young cop. Um, there, there's a, there's a pair of cops that are right over there. The whole he's movie. The, he's the guy who thinks he looks James, like James Dean. Dean, James Dean. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but he also, um, the next movie, the next two movies he made after this was the church and the sect, which are both known as demons three and demons four. So he is, in tight with the demon mafia yeah um but he was also in other movies like uh absurd which uh, was the sequel to anthropophagus he was in city of the living dead which was the first of fulci's um trilogy of the gates of hell movies he's also in raiders of atlantis later this month so um so there you go trip to Soavi month is more like it, huh? That's right. Uh, <laughs> but I found the most interesting uh, credit on his um, on his filmography is that he was the assistant director to the Brothers Grimm in 2005. Oh, interesting. Which was a oh. fairly big big budget movie. It had what was it, Matt Damon and Heath Ledger, I think. Yes. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah. So uh, that's, I mean, so he didn't just make little horror movies and of course uh cemetery man is fantastic um has like the the best kick-ass uh 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 angel of death that you ever did see in a movie um anyway there, so there is there is one more um demons connection too here there's um uh, simon boswell who did the score for this movie stage fright he also did the score for demons 2 mm. for um who, who did who directed to bava mm-hmm. lamberto bava um and uh demons 2 wasn't his first score uh phenomenon was for dario argento but um demons 2 was kind of the first score he was kind of given carte blanche to do whatever he wanted to do nice and um it really he he kind of credits it for launching his career, and then um, obviously, um, what's his face Suave picked him up for stage fright because yep. that was his next score after Demons Two. 
Yeah. And, you know, so it's it's kind of funny. I, I have a feeling that you weren't far off on that mafia thing. It was demons was kind of a, such a collective. And if you were making Fulci movies, you were busy because Fulci was cranking them out. Um, so Suave was in good with a lot of people. Um, oh, I should say that I believe it's the church. I'm pretty sure it's the church that starred a um, like a 14 year old Asia Argento. Um, so like he was he was obviously pals with Dario Argento. And I think she's in she's in Demons, too, as well, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. But that's not that's he doesn't have anything to do with that. So outside of the picked up the score guy. Oh, sure. Yeah. So uh, but anyway, yeah. So this is um, kind that I. I like that this has something that I had mentioned in the previous episode with blood and uh, black lace is that this is kind of taking place someplace where you wouldn't expect these kind of things to happen. Right. Like this is a, a, uh, this is a theater, you know, this is a, a place where people are working on a, uh, on a play. And I had kind of mentioned that, one of the things that I kind of like about these types of movies are that they tend to happen in places that you wouldn't see death and mayhem and murder and all of that stuff. Um, you know, it's one thing for um, like a neighborhood, like in the nightmare and Elm street movies or out in the woods, like in the Friday the 13th movies to, to kind of have a, a, some sort of, you know, dirty secret or a, a madman roaming about killing everybody. This is, this is in a place that much like the, uh, the, the fashion house last week, mm-hmm. it, it kind of has that same, yeah, this isn't supposed to happen here. You know, what, what is this? Um, and so I kind of like that because it is very centralized, but yet still has a shit ton of characters running around. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's interesting too because you'd think it'd be very constrictive, which in ways it is. Like the the way that you can do the story is kind of constricted because it all takes place in one place. But it's also it makes the action have to happen really quickly. Yep, which is which is good for this movie, I think, for things to happen fast until yeah. the end, which we'll talk about later, which is kind of long, really. Yeah, for- the third act is is the longest part of the movie, but I also think it is the most classically tense. Whereas you're not just having a, a guy going around showing up and killing somebody on the spot, um, but it, it there's a chase element to it. It's pretty impressive, really. Honestly, yeah. I kind of I, I like it quite a bit. The end of this movie, yeah. So not to let the cat uh, Lucifer out of the, the bag or anything. <laughs> the third the third act um, saves this movie for me. Well, um, that's that's just flat out wrong, but that's okay. I'll go ahead and let you explain <laughs> that. I, I I think that that the problem I have with this movie is that to get it to this place in the stage in the theater there and and to keep it all contained in this theater. You have to write a lot of convenience, and and that's something that the the previous movie didn't have as much of. Um, it made more natural sense that these things were happening at the the fashion house than it does here at Stage Fright. In the first act, there's it's really frustrating because there's really simple fixes here. 
that they could have done to make this work better. But they had to get the killer to the theater. And the way they did it was the sloppiest possible way. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I think, Jason, you have not yet realized we're in Italy. <laughs> so you're gonna have to let some of those normal conventions go bro because it's you're in a fucking crazy, you're in a fucking italian movie man it's kind of <laughs> crazy though because it was so it's so simple it's such a simple fix it's such a simple fix and i don't know why they wrote it the way they wrote it it makes no sense <laughs> probably because of halloween or something like that yeah i but mean you could but you, all right, let's just get into uh, no, it. Okay. Well, I was going to, I was going to answer, I was going to answer your question. I was going to answer your question, but, uh, but you know, it's like you got 90 minutes worth of film and Jeff this is Italy. Tell us what Go. Happens. <laughs> Jeff's going to tell us what happens and then I'm going to tell you what the fix is. All right. Well, anyway, so the movie starts with what appears to be like maybe a hooker being killed, but then a dance number breaks out and there's a man in an owl mask. And this is practice for a play called Night Owl. I personally would like to see this play. Yes, I because see that play more than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, kind of Jack, it's kind of Jack the Rippery. So it, it kind of Rippery. is, but but we With find Marilyn Monroe blowing on the sax. Yeah, you yeah. got sexy saxophone Marilyn Monroe. You got dead hooker comes back to life to sniff to sniff the owl man's crotch. You have a black cat running around named Lucifer. Um, and there's graffiti on one of the buildings that just says street. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's, <laughs> it's so bonkers. This is like, this is like the play that, that John Travolta's in, in um, staying alive. It's just fucking nuts. It's the, and, and it's produced by dollar store, Paul Sorvino. Yeah. So there is a, <laughs> so there is an investor He's quite nervous because the the uh, the movie opens um, in, or the movie, the, the play opens in a week and nobody is ready because the, the director is a maniac. He is he is your classic um, uppity, bitchy stage director. And I think you're almost instantly want him to die and he dies the best. He, he does dies. die the best. He, he does. Best. He does die the best. Not the I jump swear ahead. to God. I swear to God. Whoever created the character Dick Tremaine in Twin Peaks had to have based him off this guy. Like it, it had <laughs> to be. That's it's, funny. It's it's way too close. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah. So like the investors, like, hey, you keep changing the script. You keep adding all of the sexual stuff to it, which that's all we ever see of this play we don't see any story we see girls dancing around and they get killed sometimes literally sometimes for right. real <laughs> but then um during this kind of you know during this kind of uh, uh rehearsal and everything you start to see everyone has these little quirks and relationships with one another um, the owl man who is played by Giovanni Lombardo Radici, who's in some fucking bitching Italian movies. Um, like he he's connected to demons too. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, name like that. Right. Um, no, he, he was in 
cannibal ferox i can't remember i think it's ferox that he's in cannibal now. apocalypse and ferox and there. city of the living dead and yeah. house on the edge of the park yep he's in a lot of them yes yeah. he's still working to this day um, he's in gangs of new york I'll yes think. and he was uh, he also played a uh, preacher in the remake of the omen so he's been around and he's done some stuff but anyway um he is um let's put this as tenderly as we can he's super gay he is playing it cartoonishly gay <laughs> he reminds me of the dude from airplane who pulls up the plug <laughs> and says just kidding yeah. it's almost the exact same play on the on the gay character exactly yeah. um he is um he he kind of has a relationship or or at least a um he <sighs> He's friends with um, this one character in the play who wears a crazy red haired wig, uh, who is one of the maybe hookers who dies in this movie. And um, apparently um, that's. Uh, I believe it's Laurel who who that character. Is. Yes. The one with, yes. The, with the crazy like fake tits yes is she the one with crazy fake tits? yeah when she gets changed into a more sexy outfit she has the oh that's right she her her cinderella not real fake tits but yeah but she also got a fake she's got a she's got like a belly too yeah yeah Yeah. she's the cinderella of this play which again i want to know how all this fits because you got you got marilyn monroe on sax you got you got cinderella roaming around and you've got what I assume is meant to be, I don't know, something like out of Dracula with the Corinne character. Corinne was super hot, especially when she was wearing those big nerd glasses. Anyway, that's how I remember all these people is like, I, I have to connect the dots to what crazy character they're playing. <laughs> right. Um, but Alicia is uh, our main star. She's the hooker that apparently died at the beginning. Um and she is uh, really worried about her watch. Don't worry about why. That watch means nothing, except for it gets left behind a lot. Uh, it's um, expensive. That's it. It's, it's expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, she uh, needs to find her watch and her purse. She also um, is, uh, she's got, she's got a, um, a twisted ankle. And her friend, uh, Betty, is not an actress. She's just a stagehand. But she agrees to take Alicia to a doctor. But where do they, what's the first doctor in that they go to? Okay. First of all, they look it up in the yellow pages. She looks it up in the yellow pages. Like, this will work. And she rips it out. This this will be great. I'll take you. And um, Alicia is still wearing high heels for whatever fucking mm-hmm. reason. She's a she's a bum ankle and she's wearing high heels. Perfect sense. They go. They they're, they're not allowed to leave though. So Alicia has to sneak out the side right. entrance, the the service entrance, the service entrance. And who's and Willie. the guy who, who Willie he runs Willie the, the theater Willie is so. fantastic. Willie shit. Willie. He's like the theater manager or whatever. Right. He doesn't manage shit except for a mop. It, oh, trust oh, me. He manages shit. Oh, he does. Right between the eyes, he manages bro. shit right between. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> just it like you said, just like you said, Jason. Yeah. Right? Yep. <laughs> that, just like I said, Chuck, right between the eyes. 
um, um, he's not managing anything there. He's the he's the janitor. Of but the I place. love it because they they, ha- they ask him if they can leave through the service entrance, and he's like, "Well, my cat is. I got to get my cat." And I'm like, "Wait for your cat. Just let us out." And all they all they had to do was open the door, and he's got a key that is not really hidden, but that everything in this theater locks from the inside. By the way, mm-hmm. and you can't get out, mm-hmm. right? So he had to unlock this for them, and then he said, "Put it back." No, when you're done. No, you can get in with that key. Yeah, and it's he like says, "When key, you I come guess. back, you have to make sure you lock that door because he doesn't check that nightly. He's not managing anything, Jason. <laughs> he's just he's just hourly worker, man. He's he's working for about five bucks an hour. He's not gonna check that fucking back door. God damn it! It's not his job." It's not, it's not his it's job. Not. He doesn't care. But he does own a gun. Can, but he's the only one that can let him out. Anywho. So they so, take so, the- so they, yeah, they go, they go take the car and they go and they and they drive up and they're walking up and the shot is from inside the building. And you could clearly see that it says psychiatric hospital. And this is where <laughs> I start my brain starts to break. I'm like, oh uh, what? I look at Susan, it's like psych what? They, why did they go in here? What? <laughs> and then the script makes note of it and the character says well, wait where are we going to a to a psyche psychiatrist and the the woman who who found this place in the yellow pages betty betty says oh well they're doctors too <laughs> what true what i guess it's true okay so they go inside and <laughs> well wait and, wait 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 though they go inside and and the and the and the front desk nurse is having none of this shit. Yeah, she's like she's like what we don't we don't like treat broken ankles here. The only we're way you're getting in here cycle, is if is you're if crazy. You're, <laughs> is if you're crazy, yeah. Which which at that point I say out loud, I think maybe they are for coming here in the first place. So maybe admit them, right? But then the doctor, a doctor comes out, and you know they're two lovely ladies. And he's like, well, I can treat you. Sure, sure, okay. So he takes him to his back office and he's caressing Alicia's leg. <laughs> no, not just leg. It's, he's all up on the thigh and the ankle. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then and then he says that should kill the pain for about three to four hours. What? What did he do? What did he do? It's tantric. And then she gets back in her high heels and they walk out. Well, you get, but, but you miss one thing. It's really important thing you missed before she gets treated by the healing hands of Doctor What's His Face. Chuck. Oh well, sure. She yeah. sees she sees Irving Wallace behind um, a cell Bars. door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, a whole re- this is the whole reason we're here. Is yes, is so that Didn't... we can introduce us to the killer of the movie. Yep. Yeah. So, spoiler alert you know you know you, all right you know how we fix this here's how, how we fix this you don't she doesn't look it up in the yellow pages betty doesn't betty says you know i've been seeing this psychiatrist i know you don't have money for a doctor i bet you he can do something for your ankle let's go see him so they go to him turns out betty has become the obsession of this guy in the psych ward because she's there a lot with the doctor. That's the reason why the, why the guy decides to break out is to get her. Right. So yeah, but then, but then you need to make, you need to make Betty the stagehand. Exactly. The lead. That's exactly right. Yeah. And that's, that ain't going to work with a movie full of actors, but it doesn't matter 
You just got to get him there, which is what happens. Yeah. Anyway, you, so he you hitches can even killer. You can even killer. But they're all locked in well, at that point. Anyway, he hitches a ride with them in the fixed. back seat. It's fixed. And, and then he kills <laughs> Betty. <laughs> so yeah. What so I, sorry, I muted myself. Pickaxe to the fucking mouth. Is yeah, there's some good kills in this. That's, that's a, a good, good kill. That's a that's good a, kill. Tag that's K, a real. Baby. That's a real good kill. Um. I mean, that's and then and then she and then she crumples backwards and then she crumples backwards like her like her legs are broken and it's like they, they might have they might have actually broken her legs for this movie yeah i say good job i i do say jason one, one, says meh <laughs> i have that's a good kill but i do have one thing here because Allie goes back in yes and she basically gets fired at that point for leaving because, because because she was called when she was gone what she should have known was going to happen this guy is a, is a crazy person she got called all the names that's that, that's that what that joke kind of made me laugh a little bit right joke. yeah yep yeah. it's like oh was i, I called? called every name in the book yep, yep. <laughs> but but she gets fired right and then she's supposed to pack up her shit and leave and that's when willie tells her the cat's name is lucifer and she hears the cat so she goes to look for the cat before she leaves and she finds betty dead correct so she goes back in and screams then, bloody and murder. then the cat scares her in the car it's the classic cat attack cliche well that happened to betty that happened to betty before yeah. oh before she got killed yeah yeah what the hell was the cat doing in the car then it got it in. walked it, in when when irving wallace left the left, back door to yeah open okay. i'm sure she he she left the hatch open and so yeah, the cat okay. jumped in yes now she also had the key which means that when she crumpled up like uh, like so many Legos that, that you kick over, um, I don't even know what that means. Um, she dropped the key <laughs> into the mud and and you're told at least three more times that that key is getting is getting mudslided. Mudslid. Mudslid. Mud Mudslid. Well, it's getting buried by the storm outside. No, Irving Wallace picks it up, man. Did he? Yeah. That's how he locks the side door. And that's how the key yep. is. He has to. How yeah. did he get inside? Why the did line? they keep showing the outside then? Why did when the. <laughs> There's a lot of whys in this. Chat. Why no, did we. No, why what, did we. Remember, know why, we're, we're why in the, Italy. the power got cut and then all of a sudden it wasn't cut. <laughs> well, he had, to, he had to do a thing. He yeah. uncut it. He, he uncut. uncut. He, he cut <laughs> it, and he's like, "Shit, I can't see now. I'm wearing this fucking they're hell like, mask." They're like all getting candles, and then they're in the in the dressing room, and it's perfectly lit. Yeah. Here's <laughs> here's a legit stupid thing, and my only real gripe, well, not my only real gripe, I guess. Um, but Allie gets fired, right? She yes. screams bloody murder. Um, if I can literally bridge, yeah. If I can tell the abridged version of this. Um, the producer and the director basically contrive a contrive a plan to move the play up three days so that they can use the death of Betty to bring in audience. Right. Correct. But, because when because when the reporters and the police came, um, uh, director Peter, because he's a dick. Yeah. Peter, <laughs> the dick. Yeah. Um, he um, he calls over a, um, a, a journalist and plants the seed that Betty was an actress, not just some uh, costume lady. She was a costume lady. 
Um, and so he thinks that that solves not only the investors problem that he's concerned that nobody was going to show up for this play. Um, and it also launches him into what he would perceive as, you know, wow, he, he made a great play out of, you know, out of one of his people dying and he gets all of the information about Irving, um, Irving Wallace to then change the story with a week to go that the owl man is now Irving now Wallace. three days now three well, days yeah, that's true that's true three days now um but here's my gripe I have to say this yeah. why the fuck does Allie stay she's been fired why is she even asked to stay in the building well like, okay so okay so there's with no this, reason you can't there's, there's not that. really but <laughs> Because there's something that's kind of out of order here because he, he brings everybody inside and they all are kind of commiserating. Right. And I assume that that's why Allie goes back in because um, she doesn't have, that's not her car. She doesn't have a car. Yeah. She was getting into the car next to it when she heard the cat. Yeah, she was. Oh, that's right. That's right. I think she anyway, just forgot her watch. It was, yeah, probably, she's was looking for definitely, her watch. definitely. She <laughs> forgot her watch. It. It's just, yeah, it's just stupid that she stays in there. Stupid. Well, she, she should have just left right then, but I think she was commiserating with the other people in the play. And then that's when Peter tells Corinne to lock up all the doors and hide the key because he's going to force them to work all night. Yep. Which is um, not a great play we'll make. I'm just going to say that. Um, Yeah, but so Corinne does that and then and then she goes on to the stage um, and uh, or she's going to get ready for her scene, which apparently is some sort of Dracula like scene is the only thing I can assume. Um, That's what I just assume when there's a woman in bed that's going to be preyed upon as some sort of Dracula scene. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's at this point. um, So they agree. It's like, okay, I guess we're going to work all night. By the way, Irving Wallace uh, was an actor who went crazy and chopped up 16 people. Yes. Um, so that should be well known because he's going to chop up about another eight Yeah, uh, before this is over. Um, but anyway, so. Um, the uh, yeah, so basically, where am I at my notes here? Um, so Laurel goes to. um get into something more sexy correct because she now has alicia's part yeah so she's got to change out of her goofy uh big boobs big belly outfit into sexy while she's doing that she hears something and outside of the little changing room that she's in the door handle jiggles and she expects it to be brett because her and brett are always fucking with each other Brett's a jokester. Brett is a is a jokester. Um, when she screams, it, it scares off the the whoever was messing with the door. All of the, uh, the play people come in, and she's like, "Brett, you f- fucking asshole! You know you were you're being you're being a weirdo." And he's like, "It's not me. I swear, it's not me. I can't find my costume." Now, this is a. I think this is a cool shot in this. It's movie. a very cool shot. Because he ends up going and he finds his, his black leotard 
and he bends over to start putting it on and and Irving Wallace in the in the album. It's actually better than that because he introduces himself as Irving Wallace and then he takes a bow. Yeah. That's right. To like, and it's really cool because he takes a bow and then the killer is right behind him. Sorry right. to interrupt there. No, 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 no. The- that's yeah. So this is so now Corinne is preparing for her ballet Dracula scene. And what they think is Brett, who's you know, like the director's calling him every name in the book now uh, yeah. to get him to come out. And he kind of comes out and uh, he's like, killer. That's what you're supposed to do in this play. Kill the sexy girls. And he's like, all right, <laughs> cool. I'll just do what my director says. And he starts um, strangling her. And then he has like a little knife or a little. Uh, it is a knife, isn't it? Yeah. And he's like, what's that knife got to do with anything? Which is and he's like, whatever. Just keep going. This is going to be awesome. And Alicia's like, that's not Brett. <laughs> yeah, that's not Brett. He's going to kill her for real. We need to stop this. <laughs> and they don't. And she <laughs> dies. Um now I will say I will admit that if this if if any anyone runs after Owlman, um, you're gonna get to the end of the movie a little bit faster. We're Probably. only about thirty minutes in, so yeah. you can't you can't you can't do that. You can't do that yet. So they um, and they're like, oh shit, we got to get the um, there's cops that have been posted right outside. Uh, Marlon Brando and James Dean. <laughs> um, Love it. Yeah. So they're, they're outside and they're like, go get the cops. We got to get, we got to take Corinne to the, to the hospital um, because she is bleeding out bad. And uh, that's when they realized, Oh, all the doors are locked. And Peter's like, Oh yeah, that's because I told Corinne to hide the key and lock all of you assholes in here. So they start grabbing her by the face and the head and things I'm like, where'd you put the key? <laughs> yeah, she's dying. And uh, Ferrari, the producer's like grabbing her by the face and shaking her. <laughs> <laughs> he probably actually did more to kill her at that yeah. moment than what Wallace did. <laughs> yeah so uh yeah so she she dies in front of everybody and um (laughs) and then uh really after that uh, so like they have to one they have to find the key two they have to find the guy who killed her three they need to protect themselves but four ferrari's like i'm taking the money and running (laughs) Well, first they have to get candles, right? And they're all supposed right. to stay together and they go to get candles. But Ferrari's like, I can't leave this money laying around. So he tries to stuff it into his suitcase and it doesn't fit. So, and then he hears a clank and he's like, okay, I'll just put it all in my pocket. And everyone's like, where's Ferrari? What a dumb fucking name, by the way, Ferrari. But oh, uh, yeah, well, uh, not Italian at all. <laughs> no, it's just that I don't. Yeah, I guess because it's Italian, if Americans named him Ferrari, it'd be dumb. In this case, I guess it's not. I don't know why. But um, <laughs> like, I mean, it, it just alluded to money to me. And I'm like, yeah, oh, we don't need that. We Everybody don't else that. has Americanized names, too. Well, yes. I, I don't yes. know if this. I, I have never watched. I've never seen this movie in Italian. So. I don't think this. I I have a feeling because I was going to mention this later. This movie is the least Italian Italian movie I've ever seen. I think 
Well, from I this would kind say of all genre. of I would it, say all of Jason's complaints are very Italian. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's how <laughs> I, it do. I was watching an Italian movie for sure. It yeah. just doesn't feel very Italian, right? It it this is um this is very similar to Demons and again uh, Cemetery Man. Cemetery Man, I think, was made in English. Or at least, you know, made in the in the style wow. where everybody's speaking their natural language. When we export it, we'll figure it out then. Yeah, Cemetery I wouldn't be man su- is the least Italian Italian movie I've ever seen. For sure. I wouldn't be surprised if this movie does not have an Italian track though, because it's all oh, I'm sure in English. Yeah, I'm sure it is, but uh, Ferrari's definitely overdubbed. Um, yeah, so that's fair. Yeah, I mean, th- it's possible that some of these people have slightly different names depending on which country you're watching it in yeah um, yeah that's true too but this was probably made for the but ferrari is always ferrari it probably but anyway ferrari <laughs> maybe maybe, offer... maybe in uh, maybe in italy he's ford yeah yeah <laughs> ford versus ferrari i get whichever it. cut you want there um yeah. no, but he but tries like... to offer money to the killer and the killer's like no nah, i don't want your money and stabs him it stabs Sorry, him and then and then he strings him up so that he he swings across the stage yeah at the like people. A pendulum yep um yeah it's a yeah so now it's kind of fast and furious here to bring up right there again. the movie's fast and furious <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well well we are we are at uh a uh we are at an uh, olive garden so you know yes um so yeah there's six many uh, there's six remaining uh people and they decide that they're going to lock themselves in the makeup room yeah which is lights so that's convenient well sure but um it also has an itty bitty window in the door (laughs) yeah (laughs) we'll get there in a minute this we have Danny and Sybil who are married or not married, but they're going to have a baby this time. Oh, yeah. Uh, now they think they're going to get famous from this play. Exactly. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. Who yeah. is it that has the baby on the play? Danny and Sybil. Danny and Sybil. Danny, Danny and- is is dollar store stain. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. And Sybil. Actually, we call him Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got, <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Um, yeah. <laughs> So uh, also, uh, Danny doesn't want, uh, by the way, um, Sybil pukes all over the place because she's pregnant. She's pregos. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Danny uh, doesn't want her to, to, to give up this one. Uh, right. Because they're going to be rich. They're going to be rich. They're going to be famous. That's what I just said. You I just, know. I know. I, I, son I, of a, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Kidding. Um. So, uh, yeah, so the, uh, Peter and Danny decide that they're going to go check for something to defend themselves with. And nope, they're looking for a skeleton key. They're looking for the skeleton key, but they find something to defend themselves yes. with. Yes. Um, and but while they are looking through that office, uh, they hear the shenanigans that are going on back at the makeup room. So there's that itty bitty little window. Right. And they're like, uh, (laughs) I I think at this point, like, uh, I I think Mark is um, like looking through the window or it's like, or is planning on leaving the room too. 
And all of a sudden, Irving's arm busts through the itty bitty little window. Well, he says first, help me push. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to get into the room. So he wants all of the other girls that he's protecting to push against the store. Then uh, Irving busts through the, the window, grabs him, holds him against the door so he can electric drill slumber party massacre style straight through the door. Uh, by the way, the whole time he's like, uh, for the love of God, please, Sybil, please stab him <laughs> with anything that you've got. And she can't. She refuses. No, she just to. screams. She, she just, just screams. screams. She's worthless. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they- <laughs> she's a really terrible actress, Sybil. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. she is oh, bad. Yeah. She is. Yeah. Well, right. Um, like there's a stark comparison between her and Peter. And I don't think Peter's a great actor, but he's definitely leagues beyond fucking Sybil. It's well, Sybil is there. Well, what is, Sybil was the one who was Sybil is the one dressed as Marilyn Monroe at the beginning, right? And at one point, she just falls down. Yeah, she's stupid. She's just, just, just falls down. She's almost as stupid as Allie. But Allie, really well, yeah, but she gets smart before the end. She does something real dumb coming up here in a minute. <laughs> okay. Completely don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so uh, Peter and Danny, uh, they decide when they get back to the room and they see that Mark is fucked. Now they decide that <laughs> now we, we can't just to the workshop. Now yeah. we got to leave because we can't just sit here and wait to be picked off. <laughs> So they go and they go off to the workshop and now they arm themselves. They got axes, they got hammers, they got a, a, a baseball or something. I don't know. They a got whatever. They got a flashlight. They got whatever's just hanging around in there. They got like some, some needles or something and some nails. They're ready to go. So they, <laughs> they go up into, um, <laughs> They're going to go up. They, they find that the Irving is in the catwalks above yeah. the stage. He's too sexy for his owl mask. <laughs> <laughs> he does his little walk in the catwalks. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, so they go up there. Now, uh, <laughs> I'm a killer. You know what I mean? And I do my little walk on the catwalk. On the catwalk. I'm Irving Wallace. And I do. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so they go up, and um, the, Peter and Danny are like, let's trap him up there. And they're like, yeah, sure. Now, Alicia's still got a bum leg, right? So oh, she's so stupid. So she tries to, to follow up to the catwalk because that's the safest place for somebody who's got a hobbled leg <laughs> to be walking around on. Yeah, so she grabs Laurel's ankle and is like, She's wait like, hey, wait, me. wait for me. Wait for- and, and Laurel like is like, well, fuck you, and kicks her, knocking her out. And and like as far as Laurel knows, she's killed her. Yeah, she, she doesn't fucking care. care. She doesn't care. <laughs> She's but why got the her fuck is she and, grabbing her ankle and almost pulling her off the ladder saying, wait for me. Like, that is so dumb. Chuck, I'm sorry. We're in, we're in Italy. I we're know in- we are, but 
we, you, better save, you better save up all of your whys and hows for two weeks from now because i'm telling you you got a lot of whys and hows in that movie okay um all right so um uh yeah so they 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 find the owl man and peter's like and by the way peter's also raging on cocaine too yeah <laughs> several times in this movie and he's like there's that fucker and he starts axing him to death and then they're like um he's tied up why is he tied he's up tied. <laughs> <laughs> they See, take the mask been... off and it's and it's uh and brett it's brett this could have been really cool because i assume brett is still alive at this point probably right he's gagged and and tied it'd be better if we knew that because that'd be kind of a stinger, you right? Fixed you fixed it. Yeah, it would have been a cool stinger if Peter accidentally killed Brett. And it was known. I think he did, but I don't know. Right. Yeah, right. Sorry. So at this point, <laughs> Sybil gets pulled through the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite, well. quite well pulled through the floor. <laughs> yeah. It, I think there's a grater in the floor <laughs> and he just pulled her right through two blades because she comes up in half <laughs> which by the way that's a two for one kill I, what i think happened is they used to use a chainsaw but they forgot to use the sound of the chainsaw <laughs> it's possible because he ends up killing danny yeah, so Dan, danny's like chainsaw that's my girlfriend and and would have been my baby and he jumps in after him like 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 he's fucking Rambo or something. He's not Rambo. With a hammer. He's with got a, a hammer. fucking hammer. What is he going to do with that thing? Well, he's going to uh, try to hammer the guy. Yeah. But he gets chainsawed. <laughs> yeah. Quickly. <laughs> yeah. He's quite dead immediately. Um. <laughs> so. So uh, Peter and Laurel are like, let's get out of here. You know. By the way, nobody asks where Alicia is. To which Laurel would have dead. had to have said, I killed her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she was holding me up quite literally. Um, so Peter tries to axe through the, the metal door. Good job. Good job. Maybe do a little bit more cocaine. You'll bust through yeah. next time. Yeah. Irving well, we have comes Keystone up. cops outside, like just doing right. donuts or whatever the fuck they're doing. <laughs> like they're, our, they're, reading our, the, they're reading a book about James Dean. Yeah, but at one point, one of them gets out of the car and is looking at the front of it while the other one is doing so. I don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> yeah, the car is all fucked up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Keystone cops, basically. These right. <laughs> so they <laughs> so uh, so Peter is like, um, oh, fuck this. And he throws Laurel at Irving. To it's which the best Irv thing he does all movie. <laughs> <laughs> and Irving kind of slices uh, a Laurel a little bit. Uh, and then Peter's like, Hey man, you want to be in my play or something? Whatever he says. And he gets his, he gets his arm cut off because <laughs> he's holding the ax in his arm. Right. And, and so he, he basically the... says, if you leave me alone, I'll leave you alone, which is extremely <laughs> stupid. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so far to the exception of, of Danny, everybody has left him alone and he still killed. Them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he gets his arm cut off, and I'll, and as he's about to uh, kill him with the chainsaw, it goes out. Yes, right? it runs it out of gas. Working. Yes, 
so he picks up the axe and what does he do jeff because i'm sure you love it oh he sliced that fucker's head right off yeah yeah Yeah. and it just goes rolling off it's great it's great i love it i love it that head becomes valuable property in the prop (laughs) department Uh, (laughs) um so uh we don't know what ended up happening with laurel she uh, she gets out of there um but alicia wakes up and she starts noticing that um there's there's a little blood trail that she can follow and it goes into like the the shower room and she finds uh laurel there you know bleeding pretty good pretty good but then she also notices or hears that irving wallace is also following the little blood trail and so she hides in the in the uh in the shower next to to laurel laurel this is a really cool scene this is another this is scene good. that i think is really cool yeah this is a very cool scene and it, and it makes yeah. sense because that guy can't see shit through that owl mask and no so, and <laughs> she's she's in a like she's covered herself with a shower it's very obvious the one stall next to her is super bloody right so right. why would he check there right exactly i don't even know if he knows anyone's left he, he, he i don't think he does so. no i don't think he does either because of what happens after he um after he kills laurel he picks her up basically and laurel kind of comes to a little bit and sees alicia over there and is about to say something and alicia's like nope 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 nope, don't let him kill you yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's for you knocking me off the fucking ladder you bitch um (laughs) so uh yeah he stabs uh laurel kills her and drags her off so now alicia is uh the unknowing final survivor and yeah this is the rest of the movie now she um goes to um she needs willie's office she goes to willie's office uh starts rummaging through his uh his drawer finds a gun and she also also finds the keys i have to say too i like the fact when she opens the first drawer everything slides up yeah and there's music going it's kind of loud and that stuff slides up and she stops and looks up and then the the film goes silent like there's some adept stuff in this movie i really like that the um yeah because the owl man is really into the score that that's on that's being used for this play it might be his old score for his play oh I, i thought I thought it was music from his play and he was killing too. Well, it is, it is certainly soothing the beast. Yes, it is a little bit. Um, so she finds a set of keys and a gun. So she starts making her way to the front door. Um, all of the dead bodies are positioned on the stage as if they're in a scene. The head of Peter right in the center of a desk. The actors are so great in the scene. They don't even fucking move. Yeah. I was like waiting to see someone breathe and I didn't see anything. I'm like, that's pretty solid. Suave probably would like beat them if they he probably drugged them. He probably drugged them. And, and there's probably some heavies on the side of the stage. <laughs> some heavy doobies. <laughs> no heavies. Heavies. We're talking about the mob here, buddy. Oh, 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 oh. oh. <laughs> oh the the demon mafia the demon mafia yeah Yeah. they're all they all wear the mask from demons yeah yes 
Nice. Yeah. Anyway, um, so she starts um, making for the front door and um, she's trying to uh, um, find the right key. This is a whole keychain of keys. Yeah. Um, and so, um, but right then, just when uh, it seems as though she's about to get to the key eventually, uh, Wallace comes in and he decides to play a little bit of the, of the, of the music and he's going to go and sit on the stage with his kills and just hang out with the cat. Yeah. This Him and cool. Lucifer. Yeah. It is have cool. The, have, the, have the feathers started being blown. Yeah. He's, he, he comes to the stage and he, um, and, and he, he, he puts some feathers on each of the dead people. Then he moves Peter's head. He moves Peter's head and the cat turns on the fan. The yeah. cat goes up and, and messes with the, with the, plugs yeah. yeah and it turns on the fan and it starts blowing everything so she um needs to go hide <laughs> and so uh she realizes that right in front of him there's a key sticking out of the of the floorboards the stage floor yeah yeah and so she goes under the stage and is trying to get the key but it's but it's like wedged in the sideway the wrong way she right. needs to turn it like like 90 degrees to get it to fall she needs to turn it and then pull it through which also fucking with the key gets the cat carriers yeah so um uh let me see here um so she eventually uh so hang on a second i'm just catching up with my notes here um so anyway so the music stops just as she's pulling the key through which of course makes a sound clink clink it It makes a clink and uh he realizes and she tries to get out from under the 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 stage and he grabs her but she's got a a, like a big ass nail and she was using to wedge the key out yeah right and then she she stabs him in the eye with it um also she goes back up to her favorite place yeah well no but wait she tries the gun and the gun's oh, useless yeah. we'll find out why later <laughs> we like a thousand and one definitely, times we'll, we'll know why yeah we will definitely we <laughs> will dummy, definitely know you dummy chuck so, <laughs> um anyway so she uh she goes off uh, up to the catwalk again um the catwalk <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so too sexy for the door too sexy <laughs> for the door i'm going upstairs <laughs> purchase chuck sings at uh, right said chuck right Maybe. said chuck his first yep. album coming out on um Ktel album. I, I mean, if you don't know this, occasionally I sing on episodes when the the fancy strikes me. I do that occasionally. Sometimes I even do the song for like a full month of yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty good. Yeah, when it's we, the worst we can... thing I've ever done. No, <laughs> it's so good. No, uh, but anyway, so um, she she hits him with the fire extinguisher, which causes them to slip off of one of the catwalks. And then uh, he tries, uh, he, he slipped or he, she bashes his fingers with the fire extinguisher. Um, and he is able to grab on to like a cord. And then um, as he's climbing back up, she begins axing the, 
the cord. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think of a, of a thing that she would ax the cord. I almost what, said something, but I let it go. What do you plug into cord anyway? Yeah. Uh, Why and- won't you break cord? Yeah, uh, I mean, let me ask you a question. Um, so then she eventually gets it when he's almost up to the top, which causes him to fall and he crashes down on, um, I think what the music, the record, the tape player for the music. Maybe was. it's like a pallet with a blanket on it and some other yeah, shit. I don't know. It, it certainly broke his fall because he's not dead yet. Not dead yet. Um, so she, um, dumps uh, a fire that's just hanging out in a, in a can over there <laughs> on him because they couldn't find candles so they just lit shit on fire right <laughs> no that's where the prostitutes hung out around that can that's true that's true it's where they get picked up jason yeah on the street i'm surprised that the that frank stallone and his pals aren't hanging out by it too they're at the avocado <laughs> farm dude <laughs> <laughs> wow that's a deep cut that's a deep cut yep. uh anyway so um <laughs> so uh she she burns him alive the cops um she she eventually goes outside to which the cops are like the fuck is going on hey how are you yeah and uh they take her to the hospital and then she realizes wait a minute what did she realize jason she forgot her watch yeah her expensive watch so she goes what, back what and, person in the right fucking mind would go back seriously i don't care if i have an expensive watch there there's no goddamn way sorry watch. go ahead Jeff. Uh, well i would be suing the ferrari family Has yeah that's what i'd be needing to her chuck that we just they just don't bother to tell us no, it doesn't it's matter. just it's expensive she says the shirt expensive. has meaning to me so what anyway um <laughs> i don't have to tell you shit anyway <laughs> So, um, yeah, so she goes in and she starts counting the number of people that were found. Well, hold on. Well, Willie is there to let Willie. Willie lets her in because he'll do anything for this woman. He's known for two days. Um, Well, she kind of she kind of she kind of flirts with him a little bit. Yeah, she grabs his beard and Willie's like, hey, this gun would have shot if you took off the fucking safety. You dummy. You didn't even have a bullet in the chamber, but it would have shot for itself. Right. I mean, this gun is a cannon. It would shoot for itself if you, you took off. Him. You would have taken a safety. Right you would have killed him. I would have shot him. Off. I would have shot him right between the fucking eyes, and I would have taken the safety off. But you did. You're a dummy. You didn't. You're you such dumb a dummy. Fucking shit. <laughs> but I'd do anything for you. I'd even take the safety off because you forgot. <laughs> he goes on for like and seven on. minutes. And on. on, and while I wrote she, down, Willie is having a time with this. That's <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, and so she, um, and she's remembering them say they removed eight bodies. The yes, say it's in the bodies. paper. Willie tore it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. There's eight eight people were taken, and so she starts counting everybody, and realizes there were nine. And then here comes eight. Wallace. Oh, yeah. there was nine. The nine bodies, nine. there should have been nine bodies, but eight were taken out. She only saw eight. Yeah. Eight taken out. There should have been nine. Yeah, right. Have been nine. Yeah, Correct. Yes. And so, uh, but, but, but Willie, he knows what he's talking about with that fucking gun. Yeah. Just like he said, just, just like, like it just, said. just like I said, Allie, 
<laughs> right the fucking right between the eyes. Right, right between the eyes. Right between right between right between the eyes. Right between the mother fucking eyes. Right between the eyes. I took I took the safety off. That's <laughs> all you need to do. You could have done, done, do. done, done this. If you're taking the safety off, you could have done that. And meanwhile, she's just like, I don't want anything more to do. I found my broken watch. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Because Willie has also lost his his brain. Yeah, Willie's gonna kill me next, right between my fucking eyes. <laughs> right between us. Right He'll do anything for her, including kill her. Right between yeah. us. Yeah. And then, and Fiend, we're done. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, we're not. No, we're not. Oh, no, we're not. There's one Stinger. final surprise. Marilyn Monroe saxophone. Well, not even that. The killer opens smiles and opens That's his true. eyes. That's true. Yeah. He does. He, he just he, he didn't he didn't get taken care of right between the eyes. He's well, alive. but no, he was right shot between the, the eyes. eyes. But maybe he's just smiling that Willie finally did it. Yeah, he's finally he did, did what he it. said he was going to do. He did what that. That's all that matters is that. And you why do what he did? Why the Marilyn Monroe ending? What what? Because we didn't get enough of that. Yeah. Although it would have been funny if they gave each actor like their own like little um, vanity stinger for their for their cast name or whatever. And hers was when she just falls over for no reason. Yeah, that would have been funny. <laughs> it just they just cut over to her and she's on the ground. She's like, sorry. <laughs> it's like you're an idiot, Sybil. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Um I I will say, okay, I've I've got one thing. I've got one thing that I don't understand about this movie. What's the layout of this theater? Because there, there, the 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 scenery for the scenes are three sixty. So, are there? Are, do is this like an immersive play, or is it just? Ah, we've got extra stars and moon and shit what do we put them on the back wall fuck fuck off i don't know i don't know yeah. mark or whoever just put it up it anyway. looks like it's staged for filming not for audience yeah it's a sound stage um yeah. <laughs> yeah so in fact it's called the soundstage massacre according to willie yeah there you go so anyway um also do you know what cats do all the time yowl I can't and, remember. And meow. Yeah it's, yeah, it's constant. That cat meows so much. It's great. So it's almost as uh, a verbal as Willie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then but my, not quite. Not quite. But if it took the safety off the cat, yeah, it would have been as verbal. Right. But you didn't um, do that. That, that. That is my last note. Willie loves his gun. He would not shut up about it. You got to take the safety off. That gun will shoot itself. You got to put a bullet in the chamber. You got to take that safety off. That gun is a cannon right between the eyes. And then I said, Willie is missing a few marbles. <laughs> he is. He is. It certainly is. This movie is watchable as all get out in my book. I, I, could put, I could have this put on the screen at any time and just let it go. Just let it go and do its thing. I think it's fun. I will definitely revisit this movie. I don't know if it's one. I, I couldn't get there with you for sure, but I, I would definitely revisit this movie for sure. Yeah, but for sure. Would you take the safety? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I know. Right between the eyes. Would you watch it? Right between right, the I'd eyes? watch it right. Between I'd watch it eyes. right between the eyes. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> in fact, that's the part. I just played that part over and over again until I go insane. And kill <laughs> that's what made fucking Irving Wallace insane was Willie talking to him. No, it might have been. It might have been. Could have been. Once upon a time, that he was the same guy. Yeah. He's like, listen, listen, Irving. If you just take that axe and hit people with it, you'll kill them. But you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that, would you? Would you? You're, you're dumb. You're a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, there. There's not much to say about this movie, really, beyond what happens and the the kills are good. I think those three, the shower scene, the repositioning of everyone on the stage, and the feathers flying around her under the stage that that's all good stuff i think <laughs> yeah that is, it, it's kind of few and far between in this movie that well it's it, it in a way this is very similar to demons um i think that the difference is, is the demons had a lot more money to play with um yeah. because demons is very I mean, it's all in that movie theater, except for the very beginning and the very, very end. It's all in that movie theater. It's um, it's just lining people up to be massacred in different yeah. ways, except in that you have people getting possessed and they're getting makeup put on and all of that. And, and Demons 2 is exactly the same. It's just in a, an apartment building and people are watching a cursed movie on TV instead of on the theater or right. on the theater screen. So it's... Uh, it, it's it's of that kind um of like that that late stage giallo that was being made in the midst of the more american slashers that were going over there um but it would be uh, this would have been a movie if i if i hadn't seen this um i probably saw it for the first time on bizarre tv but if I hadn't seen it, if, if I had seen this on video when I was a kid, like in 89, 90, 91, like when I was renting everything every weekend, um, this would have been right up there with Night of the Demons, just watching it all the time, just renting it every chance I got. Because it's just, it's, it's just something that I can just turn my brain off for. And I like Heard it. that heard that you can certainly do that i can i, I, but, I will uh, i'm gonna <laughs> before before i tell everyone is it next week wait what's next week we watch next week's right yep mm -hmm. yeah anything else from you jason before we move on no no i liked it it's fun um it's stupid but it's fun stupid and fun i agree welcome yep. to italy yep. yeah it is very it is very Italian in that sense. Um, next week, we have a far more serious tone of a movie um, in Knife of Ice. It is the fourth Lenzi, Umberto Lenzi and Carol Baker Giallo, the last one they did. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that next week. I hope that there's some good stuff there from you guys but we'll, well i have notes yeah i, have I figured notes. you would i figured you would you told me i'll have to say why and how a lot so forward <laughs> <laughs> to that as well yeah. <laughs> um yes um hey but that's you know, week three week that's three week, in the tour 
That is week three. By the way, did you guys know that Monster Mondays has a theme going on this month too? And it's week three of that month too? I do know, I think. Yes. It's a Godzilla Millennium Era yeah. theme. And it's Godzilla against Mecha Godzilla. So nice. uh, that is going to happen on Monday before the episode of the Knife of Ice. So you got you got your appointments right there for Monday afternoon, Wednesday morning. That's it's the same every appointment week. listening, baby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, then on Friday, I've got another theme going on over at, at B Movie Enema. Do you guys know What's what that, theme- Jeff? No, I don't. It's fucking Andy Sedaris month. Oh, yeah. And coming up is week number two of Andy Sedaris month this Friday morning. Savage Beach. It's, oh, it's it's a it's a fun one. It's a fun one. They're all fun. They're all fun. It's all just babes and explosions. It's fun. It's good stuff. So awesome. Go over to uh, bmovieanima.com. You can read that there. But if you want to know when all of these things are happening on Film Seizures website, filmseizure.com, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and also on Instagram. Just search for us at Film Seizure. You can also find Film Seizure at several podcast providers, uh, SoundCloud, um, uh, the Spotify, Audible, uh, Google, Apple, yeah, you know, you know what? Tune in. We're all those places. Whatever floats Stitcher. your podcast. Yes, yeah. whatever floats your podcast boat. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So do those things, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Until next week. Until next week. I'm not Jeff Arbuckle. I'm not Chuck Moore. Well, I am Jason Oliver, and you have been listening to Film Seizure. Mm-hmm.